Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. And welcome, everybody. This is No Church Answers, podcast number 281. Hard to believe. We're a Christian roundtable discussion for men, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globe, spin it around. Bang. I'm not sure where you ended up, but spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And you know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, each on our own spiritual journey, meeting daily challenges just like you. But that's why we're here. We're having a discussion for men, and we aren't taking any church answers, and we're glad that you've joined us. And you know, I just wanted to bring up one thing that I thought that was totally awesome in the show notes. Deliberately provocative is what they, is the way they describe this podcast. And so our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're on Facebook, YouTube, and at knowchurchanswers.com. So Please rate our podcast and leave a review, and we will be uh, flamethrowing for the next few weeks. So I want to introduce the panel uh, at this point in time. Uh, He is a former world-class policy writer, a professional gambler, and and an edgy producer. He is Steve Titch. Hey, Steve. Yes, and we're proud to Steve. I asked him, folks, you notice you didn't hear the beep beep at the first of the program. Well, I asked right. Steve to pick up the, the buzzer so oh, Bill wouldn't hit it so much. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, ahead, he was out gambling last weekend, so I'm not sure how much buzzing he's going to do. Uh, hey, anyway. he won one, I know. I know who he bet on. <laughs> and, no, they didn't cover. Oh, they didn't cover. Nice. That's right. And, nice. and, and this Christian podcast goes off with a bang. And uh, he is a former uh, prosecutor. He is an attorney, kind of the group historian. We still call him the judge. It is Michael Cropper. Hey, Mr. Cropper. How are you? And he is in from balmy Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Oak City this time. Oh, Oak City this time. The southern Oklahoma. Okay, he was in the swank area of (laughs) Oklahoma. He is kind of a a commercial-grade teacher in talent development, a big deal, kind of the group theologian, a corporate trainer. We call him the professor. It's Robert Koshu. Everybody. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a caregiver and uh, the director and (laughs) glad to be here. So... And with that, we're going to go ahead and jump right into uh, this week's podcast and uh, kick it off with uh, Steve Titch. We are looking at the first letter of Peter, and the title of the title of our study is "Hunger for Holiness: Living Pure in Impure World." And right off the bat, as I said a couple of weeks ago when we started, in Christian circles, you use the word "pure" and "impure." They are loaded. Because they, in, you instantly think you're going to talk about sex, and we hate that, of course. Yeah. But, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as we've said, to be deliberately provocative, um, we've started to look at aspects of the culture that maybe aren't really pure, but sometimes we Christians forget that and get on board. Last week we had a very interesting discussion. Maybe Mike will remind us of that. Um, but but this time around, and, and, and we're kind of, this kind of turned into like modern idols. The idols we keep, the cultural icons and idols that we Christians actually are in danger of adopting or tempted to, to make idols or put alongside our God, or worse still, put above our God. And this week, we're going to be talking about government and political parties oh that won't that, hey that won't uh, cause any uh, kind of friction not here uh in case you're uh wondering and uh right before i go to michael cropper 
Of course, we have differences of opinions uh, politically on uh, this particular panel. You can take my opinion, basically use it as a reverse barometer for what our producer, Steve Tish, thinks. <laughs> and so with that, I'm going to go to Michael Crawford. All right, folks, very briefly, since uh, Bill referred to me about our history, I'd say listen to the last podcast, 280 at the end, where Steve and I get into fist fights on uh, gun control. <laughs> And that's as far as I'm going back to last week's Because a gunfight would have been unfair because yeah. you would have been the only one with one. That's right. That's right. Okay, so so folks, uh, just briefly, the the um, the manual that we looked at and we would normally refer to for our lesson description and guidance calls this lesson citizenship or Christian citizenship. And uh, Steve has, has guided us into an area that we've gotten into before regarding our government and how much we, su we should submit to them. And Romans talks about this. Bill will read a couple of sections of scripture which says that we should submit to our authorities. And, 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 and then the authorities and institutions, and specifically I think Peter and Paul both say that, that they are placed above us by God. So it, it's, it can be a really interesting discussion today. So based on that and, and the fact that, that there are derivatives of the government, including down all the way to the police department, I'm going to start something a little bit controversial here. So, oh, so uh, anyway. Well, no. What a shot. <laughs> no, it won't be controversial, you guys, but, but it'll be interesting because it doesn't sound like it's relating to that, but you have to put mm -hmm. all, everything together as derivatives mm -hmm. of the government. So anyway, all of you have been, uh, I assume, uh, watching the news like me uh, with concerning the death of Tyree Nichols. He was stopped for reckless driving. He was confronted by police officers who arrested him. But in the process, they, they beat him severely, and he eventually died. Uh, we have only been provided with a few minutes of videos if you guys have tried to watch And By the way, you can Google that, folks, uh, and look at him. In those initial videos, we see Mr. Nichols sitting in the driver's seat of a car being approached by two police officers at what appears to be an intersection. And the officers order him out of his car, but he refuses. And he asks why, and he yells, I, I didn't do anything wrong. Why are you ordering me out of the car? So an officer pulls him out of the car and tells him to lay down and place his hands behind his back. Other officers yell at him, and they attempt to lay him on the ground, three or four of them by this time, and force his hands behind his back. But he, he wriggles free and he runs off. So an officer sprays him with pepper spray and he yells, Mom. He still refuses to lay down, so the officers begin to kick and hit him. So we do not see the intensity of the beating and hitting, but later we learn he is severely hurt and he dies from those injuries. Now, today's podcast is about what it means to be a Christian citizen and our duties we have toward our government and their representatives. Our lesson in our leadership guide actually focuses on this subject, but Steve, our producer, has taken the subject much further. So I will, I will comment to Steve's comments, and that's simply I don't agree with what they did. Okay, Steve? <laughs> the, what I'm saying, and remember right at first, as I said, you have an attenuated arm of the government that oh. does the will of the government, or so they think. When the person's individual wills get interposed or in juxtaposed on the situation and their feelings, their emotions, it, they can do things okay. which are not my, only unreasonable my, but destructive, and I don't agree with what those officers did, but they are a form of the government. So the question uh, is going to be, and we're going to deal with this, okay, uh, is maybe. how far can... How far do we do to defer to our government and control with them? Ooh. And should we submit to the authority of police or other extensions of our okay. government? I, so this is always a fun fun subject for me. So let, let me give just a little of my history, uh -huh. and I'll be super quick with it. So I am a native-born, bred-blood Texan who grew up idolizing the heroes of the Alamo, and the heroes of Gonzalez and San Jacinto. I'm a red-blooded American male, with all that that entails, who cast his very first vote, by the way, for Ronald Reagan in 1984 when I was 19 years old. I, when we, I have to keep in check because when certain subjects come up, gun control, sorry I missed last week, uh, 
taxes. That wasn't the start. Social Security. Very end, Robert. All the others, my, and, and notice the order I'm putting these in, my come and take it and don't tread on me, Gene, kicks in hard. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my culture. It, it's what I grew up in. And so I have to learn to temper those two genes with my Christian faith. And I think that that tenuous tension that we end up with, and, and in particular for men, who one of the things we always talk about, Bill, is men have to be leaders and lead out and do things. How do we do that if the government is doing things we disagree with, but do it in a Christian way? And that's where this is going to, that's where this becomes a very long conversation. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you guys, here, here's, here's one of the catches. I don't have the answers. Most men don't have the answers. I guarantee you all the preachers on TV, none of them have the answers to this, no matter what they will tell you. Because the thing is, it is very, it is a very tenuous walk that you get into when you start mixing these two subjects. You have to mix them together. That's the problem. But there's also no super clear directions because we do have Jesus saying, render under Caesar the things that are Caesar's. So there's some tension there because later we do see where the Christians start, I'm going to use the word rebelling against Rome, but that's not really what they were doing. You know, they really weren't rebelling. They were doing something different. And so I think we want to draw the line, and I think the line is much further than most American Christians in particular want to draw it. Bill? And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the Scripture, and um, we're going to start out. We have uh, the producer put together two. This is Romans 13, 1 through 7. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves, for rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servant, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And the second uh, scripture is 1 Peter 2, 13 through 17. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to be the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who did wrong or to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of the believers. Fear God and honor the emperor. And I'm just going to throw uh, <clears throat> my two cents in uh, real quick. And I think that uh, <clears throat> submitting to the authority uh, in, in this passage is this. as kind of a, a minimum standard. But your, but your real standard is God's standard. So <clears throat> not necessarily be a uh, muckraker or anything, but, you know, treat your government, you know, with respect, but realizing ultimately that God is your government. 
and I'm just going to throw a little gas on this flame of White Steve and Mike. If you abide, you will survive. And that's pretty much the position that I take on any kind of these kind of situations. There's, there's a lot of hardship and a lot of wrongs in the world. But you can put stuff in your favor when you're dealing with authority. And I've been in the military. And in tense situations, adrenaline gets out of control. I get it. So you have the opportunity as the potential victim to diffuse a situation. If you abide, there is a very good chance you'll survive. So let, me, let me ask something real quick, if you don't mind. Steve, let's talk about this is a definition of authority. Mm-hmm. How Absolutely. we see it, though. Is that well, okay? This before, is, well, can, when we get into this. Yeah, because I do want to go in that okay, direction. Okay, it's real quick. Mm-hmm. The the definition I got off the internet is very simple, folks, and and that's simply the power or right to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. Mm-hmm. And then I add, of course, everyone uh, kind of common knowledge. Anyone who has or exercises power over you who has that authority, and uh, and and the reason I say that is those first mm-hmm. set of scriptures Bill read of seven verses has used the word authority eight times. So that's very important if we see authority different between us. I don't think we do. I think all of us see authority as anyone who has the right or of control or guidance or direction over you. Now, I just want to throw that in real quick. Uh, because do you I want do, to add to that? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll bring, because this is, this is interesting. It is really interesting. And I, I like that the, the poll... The, the poll reading, you know, brings in things we understand, taxes and uh, governing authorities. But remember when there was no democracy here, the, the emperor's word was law. Uh, the emperor, whatever he said, could go. And uh, it's a little different now. It, we've got in, we, we're in a system where the authority is the people. Or it's designed to be that way. Okay, thank you. And right, 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 right. Thank you. <laughs> That's yeah. the key, Steve. There you go. It's designed to be there that way. There you go. Um, right, right. And, and, we'd, like uh, th- we'd like to think it is. Uh, yeah. So, so you, do, you do have a right to advocate for change. You, you do have a right to In protest, country, to stand right? up, yeah. to be heard. Uh, the key thing is to, is to as, as, as Robert was saying, to do it in a way that that demonstrates that at the top Christ is your is your true leader. We and, um, and notice I said that was hard. And 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 and, and what I'm going to add on to say because I do want want to talk about the current situation in the country. I would say again, this is an area where Christians can. Mm, not see the impurity right now. I think both political part, both major political parties, are in the hands or in the vocal hands of, to, to use a biblical word, idolaters. Uh, they're convinced their party, whichever one it is, is the absolute right. They're convinced not only you know not only are the opposition party wrong, they're just plain evil. They're, they're going to all, you know, th- their objective is to wipe us out. And unfortunately, they have the high ground in these parties. Now, the, the, the danger... The, a vocal here, minority of those two yes, parties. Yes, well, I'm, I'm okay. say, the danger, though, again, as I said with gun culture last week, is we Christians have to be able to step back and check ourselves from jumping on this bandwagon. I'm not saying you can't vote for who you think is the right candidate. I'm not going to hit you. I'm not coming out, you know, saying you, 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 your, your political beliefs, you can be a Christian and you can be, I think you can be a Democrat, you can be a Republican. The, the problem is, is if you go too far. The problem is, is if you start putting your faith in, uh, in, in, in your party or in a particular candidate and you start to believe this person is going to show me the way or show the country the right way and and that's that's the danger here i don't want to i don't i don't want to de- debate policy although i can but I, I'll, I'll end with this um in acts of the apostles we we meet simon magus the uh the magician the sorcerer mm-hmm. he's 
He's a Sumerian. Even the he's got access. He's kind of powerful, but it kind of if you read read some of the the, the text there, it's kind of like, well, he's kind of a little more of a blowhard than he th- and then he thinks, and and he's just got people following him, and he is pr- pretty powerful, and he he gloms on to the apostles. He gets baptized, um, and he starts following the apostles around. And he sees the work they're doing, the genuine God's work they're doing. They're being able to put hands on, on people and fill them with the Spirit. And so Simon Magus says, uh, what do I got to pay you to get some of that? And Peter and the apostles say, get out of here. You, this isn't for sale. The gift of God is a gift of God. It's not for sale. And I see, I see a lot of politicians. Essentially, that's their MO, except they're, they're not offering, they're not, they're not asking for, for money. What their price is, is, you know, the access to power. Um, that's even more valuable. That's even more valuable. Right? Access to power. But, yeah. but you yeah. know, now Paul, Paul, Peter, Peter and the apostles saw through this guy immediately. That's, that's the example. Because I think they're, yeah, from local to top, both parties, uh, they, see, they see Christians in this country, maybe some of them as, as genuinely conscientious people, and they try to sell them on something they're not. Hmm. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. <laughs> this is No Church Answers. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors. Just regular guys, so whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. Hey, and with that, thanks so much. Uh, This is podcast number 281, and this is Christian Citizenship. We had a dynamite podcast. Sorry, Professor did not make it. He did have a note from his wife. That that was a note from my boss. She said, go go lenient on him. uh, (laughs) But Steve brought up a great example last week on gun control. So that's podcast 280. It's not even on the control of gun, but on an incident. And this, I want... I'm, I want. I just want to bring it up real quick and do the comparisons. Okay. <clears throat> Tyree Nichols was killed by six police officers. The guy in the taqueria that we talked last week about. Ah, okay. He was using a toy gun. He was robbing people, and he was shot by a customer who had. A concealed carry license and a loaded weapon. Okay. Both felt that they had the authority to do what they did. One explicitly by the government, and the other one explicitly by the government by having this concealed carry, but by God to protect those people. So, like I told you before, Steve, the weapons artificially elevate people to a level that they're not. Yes, they do. But the thing about authority is just because those police, I have no doubt they were well-trained. People say, they, they, they weren't. Be, they that's be, that's they what's coming be. out. That they really, one guy, cause some, Two of them have been, were on the force for less than a year or about a year. So, so don't say, they don't say these guys were, don't say these guys were well-trained because that, that's the problem. They're, okay, okay, they're, they're, extens- there's a, they're extensions but of authority. You're right, but keep on with that. Okay, they're extension of, of the authority. Yeah. And that's the thing. As we move, and I sent you guys an article about 
how we're further and further away from being a quote-unquote Christian nation. See, that's what happens with movements. Have you ever noticed when a movement starts, it's really cool, it's edgy, it's fun, it has this foggy goal, but then as more and more people try to become a part of it, they try to monetize it, all of a sudden you get these rules and stuff, and then all of a sudden you get the naysayers and the hypocrites, oh, well they can't be this because they don't follow their own rules. Whereas it, it gets bureaucracy put it, into it. Exactly. Yeah. exactly and, that's, and, and that's how things progress, and that's what happens. Now, <clears throat> the thing about politics and Christians is this. Politics, particularly in America, is each party puts together their various planks. And the planks represent who they want, who they want to go after, who they think their constituents are. So you, as a Christian, may have one particular issue that is a big deal for you. And that's a, a non-negotiable. And so you go, you're all in with that party that will, re- and, and, and as we're finding out, that hopefully represents what you feel. Just because they, you elect them doesn't mean that they are going to no, actually do anything about how you feel. So it's getting to the point to where in American politics, particularly because we know so much about the candidates, we know so much about their record and what they do, we vote against somebody instead of for somebody. We can't stand what this person would do, so I'll vote for the other guy. The lesser two evils. The we lesser, well, the exact. Right. Well, and we don't. And that's true because we true. don't. We don't know what the evil is. And 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 I'm just going to say our process has made it to the point that you don't want to run if you are a. I'm going to use the term loose here. Decent person. Because the process is so ugly that yes, that who wants to good, be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, who would put their family through mm-hmm. it? Well, yeah. who'd put their family through it? And not only that, but who would want that kind? Of, I, let, let's just be real here. Who would want the kind of examination that anybody who runs for president gets? Who would want that kind of examination on your life? I'm not volunteering for that kind of examination. Oh, absolutely not. You know, I my dad ran for school board way back when and it was right when the busing was happening mm-hmm. and the reason why he went to the school board is because there was five kids in my family and we went to four different schools and so they had to bus they had to wow. I, uh, two of us rode a bus and the other three had to be by car and it was just a hardship on our family so my dad ran for the school board and he said it was the worst experience of his life because he was just a he was a deal maker, a salesman, a farmer. He was just trying to help out, and he just said, "He goes, it's unbelievable, even just a school board uh, position election." Yeah. Well, and 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 it's one of those deals. If if you look at it and and try to let's try to wrap it back into our faith here for a moment. So, how do you use your faith? with your politics and I'll, I'll say first practical thing should you pray for the president yes do I pray for our current president yes do I agree with our current president's policies not about 99% of them <laughs> but do I still pray for him yes do I pray for our vice president yes I can't comment on this microphone how much what I think about her do I pray for her still yes <laughs> But 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 I mean that you see where I'm drawing some lines here, dude. You know, that's they you, are, give me the buzzer. Give me they, the buzzer. They, they buzz are, that yeah, dude, man. They, but they, but, but part Stop of it is, it. but they are they are still. The, this is this is Paul's this is Paul's call in Roman and Peter's call in First Peter. They're still in authority over us, and should you should you acknowledge and do what the police say? Yes. You should. You know, Tyree Hill, that's another conversation. But how many of a lot of these others, nothing would have happened if they had started out with just complying in the beginning? You know, it's like, deal with it on the back end. You know, I've my son has been in a moment, my older son, 
He got stopped with three friends in the car. They pulled all of them out on four corners of the vehicle, brought the dog dar- brought the dog over, and asked him if they could search the car, and he smartly replied no. And then the dog signaled. So they got to search the car anyway and didn't find anything. You know, and but it was one of those. You know, so the corpse was in the back. Yeah, huh? he he was good at hiding. But but it but it was uh, one of those. You know, he didn't get into a bad situation. Why? Because he complied with the authority. And and I think there, and and you look at it, and I think maybe this is a good place to draw the lines. And let's talk about that. A police officer telling you to get out of the car and stand at the corner. Does that hurt your faith, or does that hurt you physically? Not really. It's a pain in the rear. It's embarrassing. It yeah. does hurt your feelings yeah. or emotions, right, Robert? But that's it. Yeah. A police officer grabs you for no reason and throws you to the ground. I would argue don't fight back with him, mm-hmm. but but that's at another level mm-hmm. at that point. You get drawn on for no reason by an officer. Whoa! You know... Which happened down at the University yeah. of Houston. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> but but it but it's one of those that you start I, I think where we start drawing lines as Christians on where we get involved in is we go and complain about the police officer who pulled our kid out. Mm-hmm. You know, the police the chief and of course the can of Texas and I had a very long conversation about that. You know, but it was a pleasant conversation. And then he said, "Go back to Sugar but that's Land." Maybe yeah, he pretty is, much did do, at the end of the day. Treat, do some people? I'm not saying. Uh-huh. Basically, treat the police as an idol. Yes. And yes, and, they can mm-hmm. do no wrong. And okay, because I've because heard, because I, I, I get a, okay. Not not in this sure. case, mm-hmm. but the Rodney King case. I heard people argue that that was, quote-unquote, appropriate police response and procedure. And I'm like, okay, once he got on, up until the point where he got on the guy's neck, I agreed with you, once he stayed there for more than two seconds to get him under control. Oh, you're talking to George Floyd. George Floyd, I'm sorry. Thank you, George Floyd. I, I went yeah. way far back. But once he got to the point that he's there more than two seconds so they could get the cuffs on the guy, absolutely not. You know, now, let, let's back up a little bit. Houston was the epitome of how the protest should have happened back then. There was no looting that I'm aware of. I think there may have been a storm window or two broken. There was no rioting. The police marched. Our police chief actually went out and marched with them and talked to the guys, which I was really impressed with. But do we go out and protest that? Yes. Do we burn the city down? No. <laughs> no, I mean, those, that's a, yeah, but you're, you're going, but, yeah. but let's see. You know, but as okay. Christians, I think, but I think you're segueing to something really, yeah. really good. Because let's, 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 let's move away from, from kind of the, okay. the police and the, and the, and kind of authority, but, and, and talk about, talk about engagement. Because okay. as I said at the beginning, you have Paul and nobody could go out and, and, but, but, and, and, and we don't even have to. We don't. Well, I'll let you go. I'll let you yeah. bring it up. That, let me let me bring up let me bring okay, one up. Say, that hey, was, let, let me let me bring up one that that mm-hmm. recent political decision mm-hmm. that was actually a court decision. Mm-hmm. So the Supreme Court ruled Roe v. Wade was illegal. We all celebrated it. So it went up to a point. Did bombing an abortion clinic solve that? No. Did. Mm-hmm. Protesting at Planned Parenthood solved that problem. Probably not. Did harassing women who were under stress solve the problem? No. Prayer, really good medical technology that showed 3D ultrasounds, changed a lot of people. And then working the system, Steve, Mm -hmm. where we elected candidates who supported our decisions who then mm-hmm. appointed judges, not only on the Supreme Court, but lower courts, to get to that point mm-hmm. where the Supreme Court could rule that. And and what mm-hmm. I got the angriest with, and I'm going to mm-hmm. say this right now, I got the angriest with all the evangelicals that, party time in the USA, we got abortion banned. No, you didn't, you dummies. <laughs> all you managed to do was say, it's now up to each individual state about how you do it. So now, if you're a Christian and you want to, and you're staunchly mm-hmm. pro-life, what should you be doing? Not partying, 
it is now time to buckle down. Now it's time to really get engaged. And I'm going to throw out a guy, David French, great podcast. Go listen to him on his, on this topic. And he'll tell you right now, if Christians don't get engaged at the state level, like we were on the federal level, not banning abortion clinics or bombing abortion clinics, not protesting, not doing that, work at, find candidates, good candidates, by the way, who have strong ethics <laughs> and morals we just had a, we just and gave, good backgrounds. <laughs> throw our hands up on that. <laughs> but find I, those candidates and then support them. I, 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 I want to go in and say, yeah. say and, then, and kick it over because because Mike's got to have something to say. What 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 you've got to do, and I'm now I'm speaking as a former policy analyst yeah. who was understand the way our government works. And, and, and by the way, that's like, that's like watching sausage get made. Yes, but, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. Yeah, that, that <laughs> level. Oh, understand what because like you're saying what 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 I what I couldn't believe is those both both pro life and pro choice people thought. Oh, how did how did the how did the Supreme Court strike down a law of the land? And no, it wasn't. There the law was of the land. no law. It was a court. It was a court decision years ago that, in fact, one, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who was among the you know the deciding part of Roe v. Wade, said, "You know, guys, we're basing this on very tenuous law," mm-hmm. <laughs> and she didn't quite say how to overturn it, but she said it is vulnerable. But nobody went before the court during this and said, I believe abortion is more immoral. I believe abortion is against my religion. I believe the Bible says this and this and this. They may have thought that, but what this case was, was handled on a purely legal level mm-hmm. as to what, what the judges thought was allowable by the government under the Constitution. And if you want to look at it on a converse example, Obergefell, which basically the court said to the whole United States, hell, every state in the U.S. has to recognize gay marriage because it's in the 14th Amendment. It was found in the Constitution. On the local level, know who your representatives are. Know who you got to talk to. Know how it works. What kind, of, what kind of city do you have? Do you have a strong mayor or does the city manager run it? What do you got? What do you got? And... And, and, school, and, 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 honestly, and take I'll it up to the biggest the, one to be involved in the school board. Yeah, and and, 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 board. and take it up to the and so that's and, and unfortunately I, I I it's up to that person because they don't teach this in schools anymore. Learn how it works, and it's going to take time. It's going to take time, um, and it's going to take persuasion. But it's and 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 sometimes you're going to have to go out and protest, but that's only going to get you so far. And when they, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and take our second break. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors, pastors and church, church leaders. leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. Welcome back. This is No Church Answers. Uh, We are talking about... Christian citizenship, and you know, um, before I give it back to the uh, to the fellows, I just want to say I'm a little less structured than uh, most of these fellows here. Um, yes, I believe that there are laws, but there's also norms in life, and I'm not talking about norm at Cheers that sits at the bar. I'm talking about uh, societal norms. And norms of when you're living, there's certainly there's norms for rural country people and like pig farmers, like what I was. But there's also norms that I have to follow uh, living in a subdivision, which I do now too. And so there's a certain amount of unwritten uh, rules and authority that we in, as Christians uh, recognize in life. And so I didn't want this podcast to get just hijacked by 
by the legal system and, and, and all of that. And I, I, I know Mike loves it and Steve understands it. And you know, there's probably a lot of you like me that just try to stay away from it. So <laughs> anyway, Mike. Yeah, uh, Steve mentioned to me, folks, uh, during the break that uh, you just heard, uh, I had started writing a topic about civil disobedience and in fact, there's a, you can actually Google this and, and, and ask questions about when should a Christian disobey the actual laws of the land. And uh, I found some subjects on it, but um, the reason I brought this up was, was there are a couple of scriptures. 1 Samuel 15, 22 to 23 says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying his voice or the voice of the Lord? Behold... To obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen is better than the fat of rams. Samuel says here, Saul had disobeyed God in commands while he was king, and Samuel came to him and tore off his authority and said, God is revoking your authority because you didn't obey what he said to do. And then the, the, the completion of that, uh, for rebellion is as a sin of divination and presumption, is as iniquity and idolatry because you have rejected the Lord or the word of the Lord. He has also rejected you from being king. So when is it okay? When, when, when is it okay for a Christian to disobey the laws of land? Since we're getting into our authority and everything like that, we've been talking about the very offices. And by the, by the way, folks, let us make one thing clear to you. The guys are saying this. If you haven't picked up on it, the authority that God gave to institute government is in the office, not in the person, right? Whether yeah. it's Nero, We're agreed, right? And and, agreed. and and y'all are saying uh, that, good, but it's that's a good thing to remember. Too. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. And whether it's Caesar or whether it's um, a Nero, um, whether it was Pharaoh in uh, mm-hmm. in Joseph's time and 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 Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel's time, uh, you were to obey that form of government, and I'm going to cut to the quick real quick on this, and then we can come up with other details, but the point is, when a government tells you to worship a God other than your God, Jesus is in Daniel, Mm -hmm. as in the three Hebrew children Mm -hmm. in the book of Daniel, and when he tells you to obey and worship an idol or a statute and not God, that's when you step on the toes of your heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing, the very first thing. It can be attenuated in many other areas. But the point is, is if we start passing laws that said, says you and I must bow down and worship the mayor or the governor, then, then folks, you have, you have come to the point at which you can say, you know, God, you need to intercede here because I'm not going to do that. And it's going to take faith to do that. Now, um, well, I, I, go ahead. I, I can't see. I, I, I'm, I'll pick up where you're going. I can't see that type of thing happening in this country, uh, no, because. Um, I but didn't. but we have. But remember, Martin Luther go King ahead. was a Christian minister, was a Christian pastor, <laughs> and um, he uh, he advocated he advocated um, civil disobedience and nonviolent resistance, boycott. Now this what this is this is the key. It's nonviolent yes. resistance, and. And he, boys and girls, when you do civil disobedience, you do get arrested. Um, I think it was during Occupy, a couple of our younger generation, bless them, they were out protesting, they were out doing acts of civil disobedience, and they were absolutely shocked when they got arrested for it. Because yes. when you're civilly disobedient, you're breaking the law. Now, now you generally do get released on, on your own recognizance, but that's the point you're you're breaking a law to call attention to its the the unjust law, and that's really where we bring it down to to the you might say the earthly level. It it seems to be a justifiable mm-hmm. tactic to use when a law is unjust. And can, can I mean yeah. we can look back in in, in retrospect and say well King was protesting against discrimination, but to to pull to pull our reading from Paul out. Henry David Thoreau's essay on civil disobedience was his was about his 
his protest about paying a war tax. So he, he was not paying a tax that Paul tells us, hey, we should be paying. But I, mm-hmm. but yes, let me get to get to the cut to the chase, and let's talk about it a little. Yeah. You you are breaking the law. Um, you know what you're doing. You're doing it deliberately. You're not you're not doing it in a way that you're being violent. Like you're not protesting not, a law against not assault. Not property. Um, and you're, you're not, not destroying anything. Property. But what you're but you're basically saying, you know, if you can, if if it's if it's illegal for me to sit at this lunch ta- lunch. Counter, counter yeah. because I'm black, I'm going to bring a bunch of my friends in or are black, and we're going to sit at this lunch tower and let you come in and arrest us and get written up all across right. the country and, and, with photographs and, and of how a couple of guys wanting to get a sandwich. Yeah. One detail. I'll come back, yeah. right back okay. to you, Steve. Folks, uh, what Steve is getting at is so simple, you can overlook it. For instance, mm-hmm. we have the right to protest. We have the right to walk down the sidewalk carry Mm -hmm. signs saying I disagree with this law it's unfair Mm -hmm. it's unjust it's not right but we don't have the right to walk out in the street and stop traffic it's that distinction is it can be that Mm -hmm. simple right guys I think that's Steve is starting at and you can be that blatant you don't you cannot go out and step traffic on the freeway because it's dangerous for the cars behind them that's illegal versus what is legal where you protest by walking down sidewalks and through parks and you use megaphones and yell and everything. Mm-hmm. That's just one little detail of well, what you can, I'm trying you to can, If you get it, I mean, some cities you know, allow you a permit, and if you get a lot of people... You can parade. You can, well, you get a lot of people. You, you, you get a lot of people, you can end up obstructing traffic, but you've done it legally. Um, <laughs> you've got your permit, and there you have the authorities going, hey, I only thought 50 people were going to show up, and 50,000 did. Oh, my goodness. That's correct. <laughs> there, there was no place to put them, so they had um, to, yeah. But, uh, good, but, but, but let, me, let, me, let, me, let me kick it back, because this, in, in something similar to that, during COVID, remember, in Canada... I guess there, there, there was going to be a law requiring all truck drivers to get vaccinated. Yep. And yes. they <laughs> they didn't like that, so they just stuck their trucks out on the highways. Um, mm-hmm. Well, they stuck their, put their uh, trucks on the... Uh, International the Bridge and stopped. Bridge, and, mm-hmm. and that's a privately owned, mm-hmm. the only privately owned bridge in the world between mm-hmm. Detroit mm-hmm. and... Ah yes, yeah, so I, I didn't know that. Astro World, Astro World had the other privately no, no, known for our mission. Oh, no, what about? The, I, I, I want to go yeah, kick yeah, it back yeah. to Robert for a minute because mm-hmm. he brought this but, up one weeks ago and I okay. remembered it. Uh-huh. Bo- boycotts. <laughs> ah, boycotts. Uh, I think um, I think boycotts are no, extremely good. Here, here's yes, the thing. Former protest. And let's be talking. Let's be real. I'm gonna I'm gonna want to boycott oil companies. Because oil companies are bad, evil, and I work for an oil company in full disclosure, are bad, evil, and everything else. But to do that, I'm going to fly in my private jet. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. like really, I mean, if you're going to boycott, l- let's be honest. So you decide, I want to only buy things made in America because I want to support American workers. Mm-hmm. I want If you ever try to do that, <laughs> it's freaking hard to find if you want to, because we've gotten to that point. I want to boycott a local grocery store because they sell pornographic magazines. Right. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to find a store that doesn't sell them to go to? Because that's going to be my, my my first question. We're not going we're not going to shop. I, and, and the biggest one I want to th- I want to remember is back in the day, mid eighties, Seven Eleven got run out of Houston. Because they were selling pornographic mm-hmm. magazines. So everybody quit, quit going to 7-Eleven. They went to stop and go, who also sold pornographic magazine? <laughs> it, it, well, one well, of those deals, guys, where... My kickback, I'll give you the... the, 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 the what, um, what, I, what, what makes me laugh is, where to spend your money. is people who say... They, no, Chick, Chick-fil-A. People who say, I'm going to boycott Chick-fil-A if there was one near me. <laughs> Well, I never buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I'll be honest. I I made oh, yeah. a I made a my family made a decision, and and knowing my avocation of camping, okay, mm-hmm. this was a pretty big decision for us. We will not shop at Dick's Sporting Goods anymore. Ooh, why, pray tell? Because Dick's Sporting Goods made a decision 
that they would pay for their employees to go out of state to have abortions. They would pay for the abortion, pay for out-of-state abortions, and at the same time, give that person like two to three weeks off. But they really don't pay maternity leave either. Well, they don't have to. They all get abortions. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, well, but, well but, actually, actually, what you're hitting on is, is a legitimate criticism. Yeah. Because exactly what you said, what you said, let them kill their babies because then they'll be on the selling floor yeah. six to eight more weeks yeah and i won't have to give them the maternity leave it's a very yeah. cynical ploy yeah but what are you going to do i'm going to because you mentioned what do you do yeah. when amazon adopts that or, or I, and, and and that's something <laughs> or, we, we or, really have to um we or, really have to think about or because Weber, I, or, or, well or, and, i don't know and, but but or, yeah, but, but no. really essentially uh, essentially the, amazon the, is a problem for me because quite honestly i've got i had two packages delivered yesterday and i've got one sitting in a box right now at the mm-hmm. house to pick up because mm-hmm. I do work orders for Amazon, things I buy for work. Mm-hmm. I buy things a lot for my career for for that. I buy things for my house. We buy things for our trailer. So yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those, it, it is a serious conversation. And, and what do you do, again, and, and I'm not talking, it, it's hard. Let, let me add decisions. one more thing because I'm, yeah. not, I'm not gonna argue yeah. because it's your personal decision. But say, say, what if your company adopts that policy? What if the company you work for and, or what if there, there are Christians out there who believe as you do, yep. or like you said, who are working for Amazon, or work, maybe work for Dick's, or yep. have some summer job at Dick's. Um, do you need a job, or can, uh, can you afford to leave your job yeah, and I mean, go find somewhere At that else? point, should... should um, and, but I don't know if it's incumbent. We should be careful about saying, yeah. Yeah. you know, you dare. Just yeah. and, 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 because then and, you get and, to like, and you I'm get gonna, to and the I'm whole go Chick-fil-A back to, test. Yeah. You mean, you know, when, when you, you, how you dare go to Chick-fil-A? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the, the answer to the question is, I think that's going to get down to your personal choice. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do you, where do you feel? And, and honestly, where my family decided to draw the line was on this was, if they treated an abortion as a medical procedure, just like they treated a birth as a medical procedure, okay, fine, whatever, mm-hmm. because the law in that state, whatever. It's when dicks took extra steps is when we decided, nope, that that because you're you're at that point you're not treating things equally. You're advocating for the ending of life, mm-hmm. and so it's mm-hmm. a little you, you know it, 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 yeah. it it's one of those. But but yeah, Steve, this is one of those things where. And and, I, and this is what, we, when I, I started this whole thing out with, it's a tenuous relationship that we have between our faith and our politics. And our politics should always be affected by our faith. But I think the catch we have to watch out for is we can't let our politics affect our faith. And, and that's really, the answer is the faith affects the politics, but the politics can't <laughs> affect the faith. And the, and the problem we've had in America, because this, vocal minority in both parties has become so intrinsic in their power inside those two parties is they have let the politics affect the faith. We're coming down to the end of this podcast. Going to go around the room one more time and uh, get some takeaways from the fellows. And I just wanted to uh, bring up things. So we were talking about civil disobedience, you know. Of course in life there's stuff that you don't like. And it may stick in your craw, and you may not really not like it. If it does affect you in a way that just get, makes you move, then absolutely go out and take some kind of action. Understand this. I don't think that you're necessarily going to get uh, any rewards for it, but it may make you feel more engaged with your faith. And the thing about Christianity is this. You don't graduate into it. It's a bunch of principles that you try to use to guide your life. Um, So, free will, you always uh, go to the Lord. But if you're under the government, a government is the minimum standard with the Lord as your ultimate standard. But if you're government property, such as military, then the government is the ultimate standard. And you just use the principles that the Lord have taught you to try and stay alive. And with that, we're going to go around the room, get some takeaways from the fellas. And uh, Michael Kropp, or... Before Mike goes, I really like that option. Go ahead, Mike. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Folks, two two things we've addressed here, and Steve went into great detail about how do we 
how do we address corrupt laws uh, and corrupt government? He said, learn about your government, get involved, and if he wants to go in more details, that'll be great, but take action. Don't sit back and complain if you're not going to do something about it. That's the first thing, especially as Christians, get involved. I was on school board because of the reasons the guys have shared here. I didn't like what was occurring, and I did, and we got a new superintendent who raised the standard of the school district tremendously. So, yes, you can affect good things, and, and they will happen if you get involved. And what about uh, the godless rulers? Or what about the rulers who are, are being biased? Uh, we are seeing a lot of this with judges and everything. We let out a person who's got a double felony for a, with a $2 bond. Again, get involved here. Vote him out. Vote the people out. Don't go out and throw rocks at his car or throw bricks through his <laughs> windows, right? which would be active protesting in a destructive manner. But get involved and get him voted out or the powers that be. That, uh, that, that got him in. And I want to end up with something, a personal small testimony that happened to me. And, and, and remember, David was told by Samuel, the prophet Samuel, that he would be king in Israel. He was anointed with oil, and it took 10 years before he became the king. Seven years after he was anointed, he became the king over Judah, and then Ten years after three more years, it became the king over Israel. And he had the faith to believe that God would help him get in that position, even though Saul chased him with an army and tried to kill him on a number of occasions. David's faith was so great that God would perform or, or, or finish what he promised he would do. When I was a prosecutor, I had some extremely good bosses when I first became one. If I worked hard, they gave me favorable reviews and court assignments. And, and yes, by the way, there are judges in whose courts we prosecutors would rather work in than other judges. So anyway, after eight years or so, my supervisor retired and a colleague who did not like me was promoted, and I can't understand why. <laughs> maybe you would understand, maybe. Anyway, I received less than desirable court assignments. I received bad time slots, working nights, working weekends. And this prosecutor, who was my boss and my supervisor, his preferences were obviously and blatantly for attractive female prosecutors in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they got the good assignments. They didn't have to work weekends hardly. They didn't have to work nights. And they referred the, time, uh, the preferred courts, they received the preferred courts in the time slots. But I remained respectful to him and worked the undesirable courts and time slots, even, even when I received him a whole bunch of times. So when he became critical, though, and hostile to me in the way he treated me, and as well as other prosecutors who he didn't like, I sought help from God. I said, I began to pray this simple prayer. I said, Lord, you know, you could put me in his place if you want to. And, and honestly, that's all I said over and mm -hmm. over and over again. About two years later, he was removed from the position, and I was promoted to the position. Okay? And God heard me. I, I was, I, when it ha occurred, I said, wow, okay, Lord, you, you really do have a place for us, and you do listen to us. But anyway, so I was promoted, promoted his position. And when I retired two years ago, I got so many compliments being in his position because I was fair. I treated everybody the same. I gave everybody the t same time slots, the same courts on a rotating basis and tried not to show favoritism to anybody. Anyway, so God does answer your prayers. So if you get in a difficult situation, folks, where you are being mistreated, ask the Lord to give you wisdom and ask him to help you with the position. Okay, Bill. Professor. It, it really comes down to this tension between your faith and your politics. And it, it, it's the thing we talk about and talk about and talk about. If you're going to open the Bible, read it once, and say, God, what should I do on this? You're not going to have a clue. If you're constantly in God's Word and you're praying and you're exercising your faith muscle, following the disciplines, you're going to ask God what to do, and you still may not have a clue 
but you're going to have a better inkling for how things work and a better just, for lack of a better term, when we use the old, you're going to have a gut that'll tell you how to work. And that gut is really the Holy Spirit working with you. Mm, I agree. And that is what really this, and really all these topics we're talking about, that's really what they boil down to. You know, is is the more time you're spending in God's Word, the more time you're spending doing the things and paying attention to how God wants you to act and how God wants you, what God wants you to do, the more apt you're able to make decisions regarding these particular pieces of life. And and I'm going to follow it up with I'm going to tag on to Steve's and say, I really wish Schoolhouse Rock would come back. You know, I'm just a bill. I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. <laughs> I understand how I understand how the government works because I paid attention. But other people mm-hmm. don't, and they, you know, they they don't. So, you know, my first advice is steer. Well, my first advice is go get educated on how the system works. Don't don't think the president can wave a magic pen and make everything happen, or the governor, or the mayor, or anybody else. And then, secondly. Go and really spend time in your faith developing it. Because then when you can put the two together and make things happen, you know, if, if you want to change the country, pray for the country, study how things work, and then use your faith to make things happen within the realms of how things are supposed to happen. You know, we're fortunate. We're not in a society where, by and large, you have to engage in civil disobedience. And by the way, boys and girls and young children out there, there's not that many things you need to engage in civil disobedience <laughs> over. Not you know, <laughs> your, your, your Taco Bell being built next door to your house is not something you need to go engage in civil disobedience over. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to, uh, to say, yeah, and, and understand that it takes time. I think one of the best ways to go out um, is to to uh, to affect change, if you're going to involve it, is try to find another Christian who's doesn't have the same political leanings as you do. But you're both, if you're both honest to goodness Christians, you're both committed to the kingdom, and that's the way you work things out. Do not confuse faith issues with policy issues, because. There are faith issues wherever you are. I know you're not going to be able to compromise on. But policy issues, you have to compromise all the time. So know the difference. Um, And finally, I'm going to wrap it with a couple of points because I'm going to take it back to the idea of idolatry. How do you know you're making, you know, what do you do? What do you know if you, how do you know you're making your government, your political party, your favorite candidate a, a, an idol? Well, here's a couple of, here's a, here's a few tests for it. Um, have you cut off friends and family who disagree with you politically? Is cable news on all the time in your house? No matter the channel, by no the way. No matter the channel. Okay. And is your response to current events almost entirely emotional and rarely analytical? That is... Do you watch the news to just get mad and then talk about it with your friends and worry about how everything, how bad everything is? And finally, and finally, we didn't talk about this much. Don't, don't be the guy, don't be the guy who goes to church on the Sunday around July 4th and after service calls up the pastor or walks up to the pastor and say, why didn't you put the American flag front and center in the sanctuary? And why didn't we get to sing all the patriotic songs? Because that's not what you go to church for. That's what you go for your July 4th cookout for. Know that difference. Um, and uh, so honor your government. Honor your elected officials, even if you don't like them, but don't worship them. Keep your, keep your, keep your faith. Let your faith affect your politics, but keep your politics away from your faith. That, that's really what it boils down to. And thanks so much for tuning in to uh, No Church Answers. I'm going to have to go home and uh, turn off my TV and the cable news. And uh, But, man, do I like those uh, battle hymns uh, on 4th of July. So thanks so much for tuning in to No Church Answers. 
And once again, thanks so much for our sponsors and supporters on behalf of our producers, Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshy. My name is Bill Cox, and our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. So please rate it and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or nochurchanswers.com, post it there. I want to make sure that if you're unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming services on Facebook, YouTube, SugarlandBaptist.org starts Sunday at 9.45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class where you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This is No Church Answers. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content. 